everybody. Welcome back to the Managed Space Podcast. I'm James McLean, a market analyst at Radius Plus, and today we're joined by Zach Richards. Uh, Zach, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, first and foremost, James, thanks so much for having me on. I'm a big fan of the show. And yeah, so I actually run a moving company called Caddy. Uh, we're, we're primarily focused in the moving space, but we're slowly emerging in the self-storage industry. And you know, my story kind of comes back to uh, freshman year of college and getting started at a local uh, college moving company. Just started up by one of my buddies from high school and getting involved in the moving industry very early on, just learning the ropes, becoming a mover, making some extra side money on the weekends. And after graduation, I decided I wanted to continue in the industry because, you know, that's honestly probably the best experience you can get is just working in the industry that you want to go into. And so launched my uh, company called Caddy last year. Um, and essentially what we do is we provide moving help services for people who have rented a truck, are moving in the same apartment building, are moving into or out of a storage unit, and they just need some extra hands. And so we don't provide like trucks or tools or anything. Uh, we're just a labor help service. So we're very straightforward with how we do things, and most customers who come to our website enjoy the real like ease and feel of like an e-commerce website where you don't have to go through a quote or a troublesome, troublesome like over the phone, um, you know, sales rep talk, and you could just get movers online, kind of like if you were shopping for shoes. So that's the style that we're going for, and um, essentially that's like the, the good nutshell of what we do at Caddy. No, that's awesome. And thank you for that brief intro on it. When did you, and please pardon any uh, background sound, I'm like next to a big highway, but um, when did you first like uh, start to realize there's opportunities for self-storage facilities? And when did you approach your first operator? What was your first thought process to get involved in that? Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, you know, most moving businesses, they look for different ways that they can acquire customers, right? So you got your digital advertising, you got your, um, like uh, signage that you can put out like in your neighborhoods. Um, you can walk into businesses, hand them your business cards. Uh, you can work with realtors. So there's multiple ways that a business, a moving business can acquire customers. And one of the reasons that we started approaching storage was because we were getting so many orders for people moving in and out of storage facilities. And now it's nothing new, obviously, um, but just for our service in, in specific, we don't provide the truck, so most people who are like moving in and out of a storage facility, they might need an extra hand or two just to help with the couch or you know a heavy item that they don't necessarily have the manpower to do by themselves. But they don't necessarily need a full service moving company. You know the whole crew come out and they cost you know five hundred dollars or something crazy. Uh, so we 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 saw that there was a bit of an opportunity there because we were just at these storage facilities so frequently. So what we did, instead of just going into these businesses and saying, hey, do you want to hand out our business cards? What we did was we actually started approaching uh, storage facilities with the intention of becoming a partner and saying, hey, you have the storage, we have the movers, you know, your customers are obviously looking for both things at the same time. Why don't we bring this together and why don't we make this a collaborative partnership so that you're actually benefiting from some of this revenue and we can give your customers a modern experience that allows them to actually get movers in the same exact order. Um, and you don't have to do anything as far as the moving goes, obviously, because we're handling all of it still. So almost like an Uber Eats meets restaurants, right? Like if you're a restaurant owner and you want to offer delivery, you might not want to hire on a bunch of delivery drivers or you know launch that branch like in your business because that that takes capital, that takes time, and you know it might not even be worth it in the end. But if an Uber Eats approaches you and they say, hey, we could do this for you, and it's just a, a cut of, uh, of revenue. And now your you know, customers can get delivery, but you don't have to worry about running a delivery side of your business. 
That's essentially what we're doing. So we're essentially doing that for storage companies with the movers, and we believe that there's big opportunity there because, you know, at the end of the day, um, if you're moving into a storage facility, there is a solid chance you might need someone to help move your stuff um, to, to get your stuff in there. 100%. And I think from an operator perspective, it's an easy proposition to say yes to because you guys do handle it from start to finish, and it does add some extra revenue for them. Now, just so I understand the complete, it's, like, it's almost like a tech overlap though, right? Because you guys um, kind of sort of integrate with their PMS system and then the, the person renting it can like select your services when they're checking out or choosing to move in, is that correct? Like from the website or can you walk me through like how the, I guess, renter would handle this uh, add-on? Yeah, absolutely. So the bread and butter really is being that upsell during checkout, like you said. Um, you know, insurance, one day, one day someone just said, hey, let's, let's integrate insurance on the checkout process because there's a good chance people probably want to get insurance when they're booking their storage facility online. And, uh, you know, now it's just the standard, right, to offer insurance on the checkout process when someone is booking storage online. We believe that movers as an upsell during the checkout process for storage uh, owners is going to be the standard uh, eventually in the industry. And we, so we, we, we integrate on the checkout process. We do make it so that people can add movers to their order. There's different ways on how we can do it, um, but usually the, the average order value for storage moving in and out is about uh, two movers for one hour, two movers for two hours. So you know, that's typically where we, where we sit, and you know, pricing can range anywhere from $150 to $350 for that. That's awesome. No, great. And I think what you're saying makes so much sense, like where the industry is going, like all these services that like originally were just you know, offered here and there was going to become the norm. And from an operator standpoint, they might not want to pay for someone on their like, you know, payroll to have them full time. So having a service like you guys that can come in when they're needed to would be very important for a lot of operators and owners. Uh, what would be like your ideal partner to work with, uh, like a mid-sized uh, facilities, or like, like what, what kind of franchises, I guess, do you guys partner with currently? Yeah, that's a great question. So we, we can partner with any and above. Um, so we, we, we do want to throw that out there. We want to work with you if you are considering, you know, this type of a service at your facility. So we can partner with anyone that's out in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, and, um, you know, maybe they're, they're just getting started with, like, online booking processes. But for the most part, the only requirement is that you do have an online booking process because that is, you know, that is where our company is 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 just it's, it's our sweet spot right because we believe that customers in 2022 and beyond are going to demand convenience they're going to demand the ease of booking online and we we you know as a company do see the value in having over the phone bookings and in-person booking still obviously that's not going to go away for a little while but as we can all probably assume you know we can probably see that most rentals are going to come over online so the one requirement that we do have is that you have an online booking process um, and I will tell you, like, our, you know, our sweet spot really is, like, the metros where there's a bit more turnover, right? There's more apartment living clientele, uh, a, lot of more, a lot more 10 by 10s that are turning over, like, every couple months yeah. because obviously that's where, that's where we come in is, like, we, we make more money when there's people moving in and out more frequently. Um, yeah. And obviously that is, you know, it's, it's, it's a different type of incentive for the storage owner because obviously the storage owner wants people – in, in their facilities often and, and, and renting for long periods so that they don't have to worry about crazy turnover. But the benefit is that if you do have you know high turnover rates, you can make it 
easier for your clients to come in and, and choose your facility because you are offering moving help and that might win them over from choosing another location nearby um, and also the ease of, of, of you know helping people move out yeah I, I agree with that completely like you, you want to make it as seamless as possible and just make it like an easy thing for them to get their belongings in there and out safely um I like what you said though when you said people are going to eventually demand online rentals because there is sort of still two schools of thought where you can never replace the in-person part of it. You're trusting another person to handle your belongings that have like sentimental value to you. It might be a family heirloom. So having a, that personal relationship is there, but um, I imagine that eventually like an add-on service like yours would really just outpace a smaller facility that doesn't have online rentals, that doesn't have the ability to book through a website or, or add-on moving services seamlessly. So do you think that the industry is definitely going to be shifting towards more uh, add-on services, uh, PMS systems, and just like more online rentals? And that like you, you can't completely eliminate the personal touch, but automation yeah. is definitely where you see the future of cell storage? 100%. Yeah, I th I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of obvious. I know it. There's, there's a couple who will say like maybe maybe not just because storage is so like classic and, and a traditional yeah. type of business yeah. that it might always have a bit of an in-person you know uh, human touch that, that that can definitely be true but I mean you're seeing companies like I, I saw one called kiss solutions I think they have like kiosks now where you can do a face-to-face -face video with someone yeah. and it's not even you know it's you still have a human element there because you're having a conversation with someone over video like you and I but there's no human actually at the facility. It's just a kiosk. I mean, I think that's much more likely than having you know an actual human paid by the hour to actually sit in the you know front office. I think that might be a thing in the past in about five to ten years. Um, but obviously, over the phone support. I mean, that's probably not going to go away. I've seen I've seen other companies like um, shout out to like Swivel. Swivel is uh, they do like a live chat on the website. You know, and it's, and it's pretty automated with some AI. Like that is super cool. I think that's where the industry is probably heading. Um, and yeah, I think I think you know to answer your question, like yes, I do believe that the storage industry is, is going to be eventually pretty much ninety to one hundred percent you know digital. But there's probably going to still be human elements, you know, with the live chats, the phone, and and maybe like kiosks at the yes. at the at the front entrance. And speaking of human elements, you're always going to need a human to help you move in and out. <laughs> so where do you yes. see your, your company like scaling in the next like two years or so? Or how do you handle bringing on new locations that like aren't like you're based in Austin, but like how do you handle like servicing facilities that aren't close by to you or uh, finding movers to help you out in, in these situations? Yeah, yeah, that's a fantastic question. And, you know, we are headquartered in Austin, but we actually launched our company out in the Carolinas. So we actually service primarily like the East Southeast United States right now. And the way we do it is we, we do have, so again, like my experience in the moving industry beforehand taught me a lot on how to find really quality labor. And what we do is we, we have a method of the madness, right? We have, we have virtual trainings. We've got, you know, tons of training material for the movers to, to review before they got on their first job. Um, we've got a lot of barriers to entry, background checks, all the nine yards. Um, so we do take pride in hiring and vetting all of our movers internally, and we're not just like ditching out orders to other moving companies. You know that is that is what. Um, so just just on a brief tangent, like the idea with with integrating like moving help on a checkout process with like storage and, and maybe even truck rentals was honestly like U-Haul had had that from very early on. So they've had U-Haul moving help 
for a long time. Uh, but what they do is they actually just show you, they're basically just a database of other moving companies in the area. So they actually, they, they just let anybody kind of sign up on that platform and they just allow pretty much any small, big, medium-sized moving company that's in the area to basically just put themselves on that platform, set their rates and allow the customer to actually like select which one they want. Um, a lot more variables there and you know the, the, the feedback with that type of model is very mixed. Um, okay. Not going to go too deep down that, but we personally believe the quality is a lot better when we are controlling right the movers, their training, what they actually can expect on the job, rather than just having you know other moving companies kind of take on the work for us. Uh, we're, we're bringing everyone in in house. So to answer your question, right, the virtual management is is we have a method of the madness where we're, we're bringing people on, doing virtual trainings, got a lot of materials. And we, we do have all of our movers in-house, so we're not ditching them out to other moving companies. That's awesome. And I, I think that keeping it in-house, like you said, you control the quality a lot better and just manage your people a lot easier for sure. Now, Zach, mm -hmm. do you see yourself breaking into the self-storage industry as either an owner or operator now that you work so closely with owners and operators? And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, like, without a doubt. It's actually become like a side hop. I, I mean, it's like a part of my work now, but... You know, it's a side hobby now to like look at you know storage facilities that are available for sale and uh, just kind of chat with others in the space about you know maybe we could go on a on a, on a facility together, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just really interesting. You know, it's one of those things where your your parents teach you you know buy a house, rent it out, or like get an apartment building and like rent it out, um, right. passive income, right? And it's like yeah, um, it's, it's sure. you know I think I think that advice is actually coming from a really good spot. I really do think that's like actually the correct advice. I just think the application might, might, might not have been there, um, right? Because if you have, you know, a quarter million dollars saved up, you know, you could go put that quarter million towards, you know, a lot of different places. You know, you can make that money go to work in a, you know, a 3% earning, you know, savings account if you really wanted to. But is that the best use of that money? Probably not. Um, you know, you can go get a, you know, decent sized storage facility, get a, get a solid loan for it and um, probably start earning like 60 to 80K a year, um, you know, ballpark. But... With with just with all that aside, you know, I, I do think that storage is going to be a large investment play for myself. Just you know, for for the rest of my life and setting up my family and you know maybe working with friends and and just kind of having fun with it together because I do think that this is an industry that's you know very very stable. I mean, without a doubt, very very stable. Yeah. Just really attractive place to put money and just to kind of be involved in um, for the sake of learning about real estate, learning about the people in the communities. Um, learning about how to run a business, um, a lot of reasons like to get involved in, in storage um, as, as like an entrepreneur and also as an investor. Yeah, no, tremendous. And I think what you said is really important because you are involved in it from an entrepreneurial standpoint, especially in moving, you see how frequently people move into units and move out, like the high turnover. And we always say that self-storage is a needs and events-based industry. So one thing that I'm curious about is do you see are you able to kind of track like move-ins and move-outs in real time and do you keep track of those kind of metrics? Because I feel like that would be something very important to just keep track of seasonally and like those are data points that other operators might find useful as well um, because you are handling like how often people vacate the unit and move back in. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is like do you keep track of seasonal trends? Is that something you keep track of in-house? Yeah, 100%. And you know, it's without a doubt summer is always busiest. Spring and summer are the hottest months of the year. For moving and for storage, uh, they obviously go very much in tandem. And you know, during like recessions, I know you didn't like necessarily ask this, but like just with the current state of the market, 
Um, we haven't seen too much of a hit, at least as you know, from our sales go. Uh, I mean, it's it's without a doubt that you know moving in storage typically does pretty well during recessions. You know, obviously COVID was an absolute hockey stick of a year, you know, for our industries, and that's just because you know when when things are uncertain, people just they start to they start to make like like rational decisions. Well, maybe we should maybe we should go uh, to California for a little bit, or go out to Oregon, or um, take the kids over to Mexico and just like you know hang out for a little bit. Um, that's where like you know there's a lot of um, you know, money to be made in the moving and storage industry when, when things are uncertain and families are kind of making like rash decisions. If and downsizing or displacing themselves, it all leads to yeah. self-storage demand increasing. Yeah, I mean, how many <laughs> how many people did you hear that from? Where it was like, well, as soon as COVID hit, I just yep. I just got in my car and drove. So a, ton. a lot of anecdotal evidence and people with remote working as well was another big driver for people throwing their stuff in a unit and being a digital nomad, so to speak, for a while. And operating out of Airbnbs across the country, you know, getting a chance to travel and, and be sort of on the move. So that's right. definitely been an aspect of it. So Zach, one right. other thing I wanted to ask you about, or it's not so much a question as of an observation, is we're seeing a slowdown in ground up development of cell storage facilities just because of the macro environment. Um, it's harder for people to get loans out because of the high interest rates and banks are a little nervous to give out big loans unless they have an established relationship with the developer because you know there's no proof of you know profit of the facility when you're building ground up. So what we're seeing instead is like people doing conversions of existing uh, buildings or add on add value projects to existing facilities. And what comes to my mind is like having these add value projects maybe a smaller mom and pop one that doesn't advertise online, they throw in a PMS system, they upgrade the units and then they could hire and add on services like Caddy that really just kind of adds value for their renters, adds value for the facility, increases revenue. And so what I'm wondering is, have you seen more operators like looking for services like yours or being more uh, open to playing ball with these kind of like vendors such as yourself that are really sort of on the forefront of adding value for people renting a unit and adding revenue for the operator? Yeah, yeah, so no, it's a, it's a great question and it's honestly like, <laughs> Something I, I really, <laughs> so so coming back to like what you were saying about the ground up development stuff, like yeah. for the for the sake of you know conversation, I'm like, I'm like the marketing guy. I'm like I see an idea and it's like oh I think that's a great idea. Let's go try it. You know my business partner, he's he's numerical, he's logical. He he looks at numbers and he like crunches. You know all right, is this an actual like good idea or is Zach just kind of in over his head on this one? So with 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 where the industry is heading as far as like development goes. I do think there's been a very significant overdevelopment um, in self-storage. I think like some of the REITs are biting off a little bit more than they can chew. Now, all that to say is I am a very big believer in getting in on metro areas early because metro areas, they, they, the only thing that they do is they go outward. Um, there's very minimal you know, development that we can do upwards at this point. I mean, we can make larger buildings, but it's, it's way easier for, for and faster for cities to grow outwards. So you've heard it plenty of times where, you know, parents grew up in a, you know, town 30 minutes west of the city and there was nothing really there. And then 20, 30 years later, it's like this, you know, massive town with hundreds of thousands of people and there's, you know, strip malls and, you know, movie theaters and all these, all these businesses that were never there before, right? And that's just because the, the city continues to grow outwards. And there are plenty of opportunities still that I think the REITs are acknowledging that, you know, with building like brand new state-of-the-art facilities like 30, 40 in our, you know, you know, outside of these cities that 
currently don't even have that much population right now. You know, I'm in Austin. I see it all the time. I, I drive out down the, the country roads, and I see one, two, three, like, brand-new storage facilities, and there's, like, not that many people around. Um, so, and I'm not, I'm not saying... Um, what I am saying is that's like I think that's a, a really smart idea because I think those cities are going to continue growing outwards and they're just going to be there before everybody else. Um, you know, there's there's no doubt that Austin is growing like at a lightning speed, and so getting in those development areas, you know, quickly I think is a, a very smart play. But now to answer your other question, right, about the the value adds and and businesses kind of looking for other ways to increase revenue and you know you know in a modern fashion, I absolutely think that. We're going to see many operators again, like transition more towards digital, more towards modernity, more towards online bookings, and you know value adds, right? In any way possible, um, I think our business, just like you know, for the sake of conversation, we're we're very early. Like we we're so we're so new, and we have so much to learn, and we have so much like room to go in this industry. I think for the most part, I don't think many people know even who we are yet. So we don't have many businesses approaching us. That's you know partly why we're doing our best to you know get the word out and, and collaborate and connect and you know do what we can to kind of let people know that hey this is a new value add and we want to we want to we want to work with you and, and help you make more money. Um, so no, we don't have people approaching us yet, but I do think that there are there's always going to be you know in the in the back of the operator's mind looking for different ways that they can increase revenue because that increases the value of their facility that makes them more money. Um, many reasons why owners are always going to be looking for ways to increase revenue. Absolutely. I think you guys are doing such a smart way where everybody's winning, where the renter has like a needed service. It's very easy to book with you guys, and like you said, the operator benefits as well. So, Zach, do you have any like examples of like weird situations? Because you guys do work with so many facilities, it's kind of hard to manage like what the, your movers have to deal with as well. Do you have any unique situations, like funny stories that you've encountered through your time working in the caddy? Um, oh, geez. That's, a, that's a good question. Um, gosh, let me think. Um, I mean, classic occurrences where we just have fully loaded Saturdays, right? Because that's when we get most of, I mean, that's, that's our busiest parts is end of week, end of month. And so, you know, busy Saturdays where we just got like back to back to backs. Um, and we might have like the same crew go out to like four or five, six different, um, different job sites. And, you know, we'll we'll surprise them with Chick Fil A or Chipotle or something, and you know they'll have a good a good a good end of the day, and you know keeping them hydrated with with uh, with with snacks and and um, you know drinks and stuff. I guess like funny funny stories. Um, or anything man, I, or whatever. Yeah, um, man, I can't think of of anything like off the top of my head. That's like I want to think about that a little bit more. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like funny, no, no I mean, for the wrong. most part, for the most part, we don't come across anything that's like too kind of out of the ordinary. Um, Good. Yeah, I think maybe maybe we'll put this in the show notes or something <laughs> after <laughs> if I if I think of something that was like really kind of comical. Um, but for the most part, we just like to have fun, you know. Um, we we treat our guys really well, and you know, at the end of the day, you're you're right. This is a win 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 kind of business that we're trying to set up where. You know, the storage operator, if they work with us at the bare minimum, they're just not going to make any more money. It's not going to cost them money. So it's either we make them more money or they make no more money. Um, and then for the, for the client, for the tenant that's renting, modern experience, moving help, helps them out, get, get their stuff over into, a, into the storage facility. And then for us, you know, it's increased business and, you know, we're creating jobs for hundreds of people. So, um, yeah, that's, that's really the core of, like, what we do.
That's awesome, Zach. Thank you so much for coming on the show, and I appreciate you speaking about your business. I think you guys have a great idea. I think it's definitely in the right direction with the industry's growing, and I'm looking forward to seeing everything you guys do and accomplish. Thanks so much, James. Appreciate you having us on, and yeah, I uh, look forward to keeping in touch and just seeing where everything goes. Absolutely. Thank you.